6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right. I am constantly amazed with the research and discoveries coming out of the University of Alberta. Today, we have details of another one. Scientists at the U of A have made a discovery that could pave the way to new therapeutic treatments for neurodegenerative 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 ugh, diseases including alzheimer's dr matthew mccauley is head of the mccauley lab at the u of a and an assistant professor in the department of chemistry dr mccauley welcome to the show hi thanks for having me well for someone who talks for a living that was uh, that was a tough one to say but i appreciate you joining us this afternoon you have been studying a protein called uh what is it uh, uh, cd 33 what is it and what does it do yeah so first of all cd is it's, it's not a compact disc <laughs> it's, that stands for a uh, cluster of differentiation it's just a little bit of an acronym okay um our, our bodies have 20,000 different proteins and there's various ways to call them this is just one of them okay um but what interests me in this particular protein is it binds to sugars and that's really what my lab is about it's actually a really big strength of the university here in in edmonton it has been since the 60s is uh, research into into sugars it's called the glycosciences okay so this protein, uh, the one that we're talking about today, the CD33, from what I understand, it is, um, it's, it's defined as a, a plaque-fighting protein. So when you talk about plaque, what is it and what does it do and what role does it play in diseases like Alzheimer's? It's three questions. Maybe if you could break down each one for me. Yeah, okay. So in Alzheimer's, uh, it's very well characterized that there's two pathologies. Um, there's what's called the plaques as you alluded to, and there's the tangles. And I think um, if anyone knows a little bit about Alzheimer's, you've probably heard these terms uh, thrown around before. Um, Now, uh, I've heard it said in in simple terms is that the plaques are sort of the thing that kicks it off. Okay. um, And the tangles are the things that actually end up killing the neurons and eventually giving you uh, neurodegeneration. In other words, memory loss, right? Um, So the plaques are there sort of very early on in the disease. Um, Some people think that we can detect them maybe 10 or 20 years before. Um, Even you have Alzheimer's disease, that's a whole other separate area (laughs) of research. Um, And so the the connection between CD33 and uh, the plaques is that they're slowly accumulating over time and and they're happening it that's happening in all of our even the most healthiest person these um, to some degree there's probably some plaque accumulation um but the, the degree to which it accumulates um is going to be governed by a variety of factors right you've heard of nature versus nurture yeah. so it's going to be the the cards that you're dealt in terms of your genetics but it's also going to be your lifestyle um For the last 10 or 15 years, investigators, mostly in the U.S., have really been honing in on what are are the genetic um, risk loci? What what are the genes that make you more or less susceptible? And one of the things that's really converged over the last five years and kind of been solidified is that all the genes that make you more or less at risk of developing Alzheimer's converge on immune cells in your brain. Um, And there's one... Uh, predominant type of immune cell. Most people think of immune cells, of course, in the blood. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and responding to vaccines. 
vaccinations. You know, that's in the news lots now. But uh, our brain actually has a lot of immune cells, and they're called microglia. Um, in very, very simple terms, I think of them as like little little garbage people, little garbage <laughs> men, cleaning up the cleaning up the trash. They okay. have many, many more important roles than that. However, one of the things they do is clean up the trash. And, um, you know, they can be good at that or bad at that. And, again, that's going to be related to your genetics and your environment. Um, and, therefore, it's, it's thought that their ability to clean up the trash is then going to dictate how, how much these plaques are going to accumulate. And if they get past a certain level, then your chance of getting, uh, developing Alzheimer's is going to uh, significantly increase. So one of the things from what I was reading, Dr. McCauley, there's like the, the long version of the protein and the short version of the protein. And depending on which one you have, it, um, d- it decreases the odds. And that goes back to, um, you know, these, these little garbage eaters, right? Like how different, you know, when you t- take a look at the long and the short, how different are they? Yeah, so I already, I already mentioned we have 20,000 different genes and 50-33 is one of them but uh, what some people might not know is that one gene can actually give rise to different slightly different versions of a protein and you know in in my field we call those isoforms but for for simplicity we're calling those uh, a long version of the protein and the short version and uh, what it boils down to is that there's slightly slightly different variations in the actual gene of CD33 in the population and if you're really, really lucky, about 10% of the population, uh, it was discovered in 2008, have a slightly, and, and I mean a very small change in the gene uh, of CD33, and it makes them, uh, it makes the microglia in the brain specifically make more of this short version. Oh. And, that, and that actually protects you. So people that have this different variation, the 10%, have a statistically significant uh, less chance of developing Alzheimer's disease. Now, it doesn't mean you're completely protected. It yeah. just kind of skews the balance over there. Um, so it's the same gene giving rise to a long and a short uh, version of the protein. And since joining the University of Alberta the last three years, I've been uh, our first major uh, publication two years ago was ascribing uh, a role for the long version. And now uh, what we've done is we've actually, it was much more difficult work, uh, figured out what the short version is doing. <laughs> and uh, the, the long and the short of it, uh, no pun intended, um, <laughs> is that they do completely opposite things and through different ways um, that we, we don't fully understand yet. But okay. uh, the short version is making the microglia better garbage men. Okay. Uh, you could think of it like that. And uh, the long version, which most of us have, make them actually worse garbage men. You know, but I, I love it and I appreciate you uh, explaining it that way because, you know, there's there's reasons why, you know, you're a scientist and I talk uh, into a microphone there. You know, we have different understandings of, of things and uh, I appreciate you making it understandable to my listeners. So, in the long run, then, Dr. McCauley, my question is, what could this mean? When we talk about how this could uh, pave the way for new treatments for, uh, for, for diseases uh, of the brain, including something like Alzheimer's, you know, what does that look like? Well, um, it, there's actually immediate implications. Uh, so 
phase phase one advanced phase one clinical trials already going on targeting this this protein. Um, however, uh, and this protein being CD33. However, they're targeting the long version. Mm. Um, these are these are clinical trials going on um, out of a company out of San Francisco. They're targeting the long version, and um, these might may well have beneficial effects. This is a very um, this trial is very uh, new and sort of ahead of its time, you could say. No, no one's quite sure what's going to come of these targeting immune cells in the brain as a, an immunotherapy for neurodegeneration yeah. is something very new. Um, you know, in cancer, we had the Nobel Prize two years ago, but in the brain, we don't know if this is going to work. Um, however, they're, they're targeting the long version, and we don't really know, especially in light of our new work, if that's really going to capture um, the protective effect that we've been able to see at the genetic level. Yes. So what our, our studies sort of suggest is, and it's kind of provocative, is if you could instead capture... Uh, what this short isoform is doing to make them better garbage men, that would ultimately be the best, our best possible way of uh, therapeutically yeah. targeting uh, CD33. Yeah, it'd be interesting somehow if you could get them and use them. You know, that's it's it's interesting stuff. So, uh, still a, a long way to go, but uh, but but uh, taking taking footsteps towards it. Dr. McCauley, is there anything else that people should know about the work that you're doing and what um, this discovery could mean um, for folks in the future? Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, finding a, a therapy for Alzheimer's disease is um, a, a huge challenge. However, um, stuff that's been coming out, out over the last five years, as I mentioned, like this convergence of genetics on the microglia, they're teaching us a lot. And uh, I mean, it, it's every month a big finding comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's quite exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling somewhat optimistic as there's still a long ways to go. But uh, I, I think the public should know that, uh, you know, scientists are, are making breakthroughs and and sort of slowly turning over stones in terms of understanding the disease. Well, Dr. McCauley, thank you for joining us this afternoon and uh, and shedding some light on it for us. I sure do appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care, Dr. Matthew McCauley, this afternoon. So um, there's there's a couple of news stories out there that you can check out and, and, to, and to read about it. But, yeah, the long and the short of it is is that they've... Um, they've made this discovery that they believe could lead to new therapeutic treatments for for brain disease and brain disorders. And I know, as as so many of us know, someone who is dealing with or has dealt with uh, dementia, with Alzheimer's, and we know how how awful those diseases are and you you see the the transition over the years um and sometimes it's years sometimes it's it's shorter but how uh, how challenging that can be and we've had the conversation on this show and we've talked to folks on this show and especially you know you know some of the early onset alzheimer's and um the impact of that on families um, you know, my my aunt Betty just passed away uh, a few weeks back from from dementia, from Alzheimer's, and 
the last few years were, you know, as you, well, they were a huge challenge. I, I think that um, as we continue to learn more and as we continue to, you know, support these these researchers who are making these discoveries, I, I look forward to the possibility that there will be a treatment, that there will be a good treatment, that there will be an intervention for for diseases like Alzheimer's and, and many more. If you ever get a chance, I think it was Scott Peely uh, from 60 Minutes did a fascinating uh, story. It was done, it aired in completion just about probably last year and he followed a husband and wife from the moment that she was diagnosed through to um, where she is now, covered about, I think it was about 10 years. Very powerful, very informative. And uh, yeah, Scott Peely on 60 Minutes.